0: I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones and welcome to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're broadcasting from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our very nice studio down here where we dig in every week to offer you our analysis about the world we live in and especially how we've gotten so off track, particularly over the last century. This is not always comfortable consciousness that we bring. It's a little harrowing to hear about the pit we've dug ourselves into, but we are hardly the first to shine the light on the decadence all around us. In 1917, three young Portuguese shepherds were visited over the course of six months by an apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary. She also did not bring comforting news, but she did bring a clear vision of what was going on and what was required of us if we wanted to survive it. And I think we would do well to heed her advice here in 2011. To humble ourselves and change our ways. And trust that goodness will triumph. A call to a life of goodness, truth, and beauty. Today, on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Welcome to our program. As you may know, our website at HealingThroughConsciousness.com is full of resources for you to come to know more about Norberto Keppi's Science of Analytical Trilogy the wisdom that underpins our show. My email, too, I want to make sure you have that, is joneshealing at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing. We're changing radio networks, and we're very proud to, now to be associated with Conscious Planet Radio. That's consciousplanetradio.com if you want to check us out there. We're always streaming through iTunes, of course, and on our site at healingthroughconsciousness.com. You know, it's not so often you're going to hear me make reference to a mystic event like the vision of the Holy Mother that I was alluding to in the opening. My mother is sitting with mouth agape as we speak, if she's listening. She had the religious upbringing, not me, and I can assure you I step into these mystical waters with deep respect but considerable humility as well. I've never thought of myself as a particularly esoteric personality, actually. Although my ten years of study with Norberto Kepi's Analytical Trilogy, this beautiful union of science, philosophy, and theology, have certainly prepped me to be more open to the spiritual phenomena, to the point where... As the student of life that I am, I must concede to the great faith of the millions who have had more tangible experiences with divine sightings and things of that sort. I've grown into a believer, you could say, not from some relevatory life-changing epiphany, but from deliberate study in psychosociopathology that includes a healthy consideration of the well-reported miracles and unexplained occurrences that didn't inhabit our scientific textbooks, but should. Dr. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco and Dr. Norberto Kepi have been my guides on this rather unexpected journey. It was certainly not on the sites list when I began my tour some 10 years ago. And let me reiterate that Drs. Pacheco and Kepi have always adhered to the rigors of science in their work. They study what is brought to them by their many clients, and they confirm that at the heart of man's search for meaning and sense is a spiritual quest. We all, in fact, are questing to understand those deepest questions, and these are never strictly material considerations. When Kepi wrote The Universe of the Spirits about five years ago, I had the great fortune to work on the translation into English with my good friend Cesar sauce. The solid grounding in science and practical psychology and spirituality in that book gave me the courage to open the door to considering the influence of the spiritual world on our modern society. It was eye-opening and, frankly, breathtaking. It gave me the consciousness to be able to analyze iconic movies like The Exorcist and The Omen which I'd stayed away from like the plague ever since my college roommate spent a week of sleepless nights after watching The Exorcist, and to read seminal books like Malachi Martin's Hostage to the Devil, where he describes and analyzes five well-documented cases of exorcism. And holding my hand, so to speak, through all of this were Drs. Pacheco and Kepi, whose scientific solidity gave me the trustworthy base to step out from. Our Healing Through Consciousness site has some great resources on spirituality if you want to get a start on this fascinating and essential subject, healingthroughconsciousness.com. You can check out our Applied Trilogical Science section on that website for more about Kepi's view of spirituality. It's fascinating, groundbreaking, and essential listening and reading for our 21st century. We're going to bite in a little more on our show today about spiritual phenomena and what's happening in the world today. When we come back, Dr. Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco will offer us a call to a life of goodness, truth, and beauty, and a lot more. We're coming back in just a moment. Don't go away. You are, of course, listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and we are, of course, always in the presence of Dr. Claudia Bernhard It's always wonderful to have you here.
1: Not of course. I might not be here. Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows? It's true. Well, you are here. <laughs> who knows about the future and etc. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to live up to when this is a question
0: mark for everybody nowadays, isn't we, it? We saw
1: everybody the, speaking about Nibiru yeah. and Elanin and other things. So
0: <laughs> we saw the movie Melancholy on the weekend about, ah. about the planet that uh, <laughs> is on the way to crashing with yeah. us. Yeah.
1: So everybody's speaking so much about disgraces all over yeah. and economic problems and recession and financial crisis and Elenin and, and Nibiru. And, and I would like to speak a little bit about how, how could we do or how, what, how should we live our lives meanwhile? <laughs> good, very good. How could how we could live our lives? How could we handle our lives meanwhile with so many problems? Especially, you, you know, Richard, I have been thinking about the young people I heard on the radio and on TV that the Pope decided to fix uh, for 2013 the date for the gathering of the Catholic youth, young people coming from all over uh, South America. Well, you know, South America is uh, far ahead, the most Catholic continent so um, Benedict XVI, the Pope, decided to do the gathering of the uh, youth, Catholic youth, in Rio de Janeiro.
0: Is this okay. a, an annual thing? He does. No, not no. annual. I don't no. think so. All right. Okay. But so he decided to the next one is going to be in to Rio fix
1: it in 2013, uh, in Rio de Janeiro.
0: A lot of things happening in Brazil these next few years, huh?
1: Yes. So many things. I wonder what is happening. That yeah. We have the Olympics. We have the, the World Cup. World Cup, football. Uh-huh. We have this gathering. So we have so many things. So I I go back to these ideas of my own book, <laughs> The História Secreta do Brasil, The Secret History of Brazil, yeah. where I gathered many, many prophecies and forecasts about... Uh, for, for, from many centuries and many, many centuries ago. um,
0: About Brazil. About Brazil and its
1: future, to lead humanity for a better world and a better life and a better planet and in universal spirituality. So I was wondering, uh, why did uh, the Pope choose Brazil? And it's right after this... um, December 21st, 2012, right? <laughs> right. So, whatever the happens, the world, yes. whatever happens, what is left, he hopes, will be in Brazil in 2013. If he has this in his mind, because, of course, yeah. when he spoke about the um, third secret of Fatima, he said that it didn't end. The happenings of the third secret are on their way.
0: They're underway. They're, they're happening now. Yeah, they're underway. They're, they're yeah. uh, occurring now as we speak. Yeah. yeah. So
1: they didn't finish. Yeah. So um, some people... Do made, we
0: need to say you, what this is for people who don't know much about... Uh, well,
1: you can do that.
0: Uh, the, the third secret of Fatima was a, was a vision she had of the Holy Mother... A long time no. ago. <laughs> you <laughs> want
1: me to explain you this? Because I, getting... I think, I suppose you don't know that <laughs> much about I don't know about much about it <laughs> at all. Well, I'm not a theologian, but everybody was expecting this third th- secret of Fatima to be revealed, not only Catholics, because the first secret and the second secret, they confirmed themselves of being truthful. So what uh, the Holy Mother forecasted, previewed, happened. The First World War, the Second World War, and other things. Now, what would be the third secret that was supposed to be revealed around the the, the 60s of last century? And the popes decided they would not reveal. So it was not only in the end of the, the century, I suppose it was year 2000 or 2000 and something, that the pope decided to to reveal the content of this third secret of Fatima. So the Holy Mother appeared to three pastorinhos, three shepherds, three very shepherds young, and young people. children, and she revealed some secrets. And when was this, Claudia? In 1917, I guess, Okay. last last century. Around the time of the Russian Revolution. Yes, right, and so. she, she spoke about the Russian Revolution, and if Russians, uh, Soviets, and Marxism... Uh, that Russian people or government could uh, bring a lot of suffering for humanity, and it happened. So she also spoke about the Second World War. And she spoke about something that was terrible, horrible, on the Third Secret. And it was so much horrible that the Pope decided not to reveal it.
0: Who was the Pope at that time?
1: João XXIII opened the secret. John the 23rd. John the yes. Opened the secret. And after him, it was Paul VI. Okay. And, and so, John the 23rd, he said he would not want to cause... Uh, he used a term like... sensationalism.
0: He wouldn't want to create sensationalism... Yes. ...for the... the
1: around the secret. Around the world. So, yeah. imagine if this third secret was even worse than the first and the second, yeah. and would cause panic and sensationalism. The content should be something horrible. So everybody was waiting for this, for expecting for, to have the revelation, because the Holy Mother asked, uh, and she uh, insisted that this secret should be revealed. And the popes decided not to do this.
0: This is not such a good decision, is
1: it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they decided because they had their own ideas about this. But this created a lot of frustration and revolt amongst many Catholics. Not only likes... Uh, Lay people. Lay people, but also religious bishops. And they wanted the Holy Mother to be respected and be obeyed. Yeah. So they formed some uh, you know, some associations to study the third secret, and they were like uh, trying to discover, to uncover some pieces, and see what would be the connection. And Malachi Martin was many times being interviewed because he read the third secret himself. He was uh, amongst the 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 closest advisors to the advisors, post, yeah. uh, very inner circle of yeah. the Vatican. So he read the the. The secret.
0: Malachi Martin, just for who are listening, was a Catholic priest who was... Uh, Jesuit. A Jesuit priest. An exorcist. And an exorcist and, and a very a good write, exorcist. And
1: author of many books about yeah. the Vatican, etc.,
0: yeah. etc. Et who met uh, Dr. Kepi and uh, Dr. Claudia Pacheco in New York. Uh, he was uh, sort of sent by God, he said, to go and yeah. give a message. So he's a prominent religious figure. Yeah, he's figure. very, very... A, he's dead now.
1: Well though. known, He he died, yeah. Some people say he was murdered... Uh, But he said, he used to say, that he could not reveal the secret, because he was under oath, right? But uh, if someone would tell him or ask him directly, is this the content of the third secret, he would say yes or not. And this happened in many interviews, when people started to ask him about the content, and you can be sure that it was not something so simple as described by the pope yeah the thing is much much worse yeah and this was not still revealed that's why some religious people are still uh, affirming, attesting that they don't believe that this is the f- at least the full content of the secret, and some of them even say it was distorted.
0: This uh, who released this? This la- latest pope was the one who released the content. Uh, it now was
1: Pope John, uh, John Paul II. John but Paul II. Very in his very last. Uh, days or months of his life. He was very,
0: very sick. He was very sick for a long time. And what did he say with the contents of this? He He said
1: nothing. He was not even able to speak. He was so sick. So we wonder if it was himself that did that. Uh, Some people wonder. I'm not wondering myself. I don't have conditions to do this. But some people wonder if they launched it uh, during a time when the Pope could not see what was being released or could not even judge or he was so sick that he was a kind of outside of the, mm-hmm. the
0: delirious almost maybe ain't? he sort was of.
1: he was he had a severe sickness yeah um so he's not in in, in like able in charge really fully in charge of his Conditions, his capacities.
0: So, what we know about this third secret is that it was. Well, t- the, you can access,
1: have access uh, for the third sec- third secret of Fatima in Internet, and you will find a lot of things, okay. and okay. you will find even the 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 um, the content of the official content okay. of the Vatican, All and right. you will find some um, sites led by serious religious people, priests. Bishops that are um, not agreeing with this kind of revelation. It's been
0: minimized in official some official revelation, yeah.
1: Yeah. and there is even a very interesting one uh, with the analysis of the calligraphia.
0: Calligraphy, the handwriting. I the guess.
1: handwriting of the nun Lucia, who wrote herself the secret. So they compare the writing and go go ahead and and look. For, very quickly, because this site might might be vanished, gone. <laughs> gone. Uh, they do an interesting analysis by the calligraphia of the first and the second writings, and the, this that they claim is hers. Right. Um, and there's a difference. And there are differences, yeah. if evident differences. So this is a huge mystery. Yeah. Everything is a mystery. So, now going back to this decision, would the Pope know that uh, something is being expected for the for the year two thousand and twelve. Twelve. Would be this uh, a hit of some sort of planet or asteroid or something.
0: Or entrance into the solar system so, into enter, the into the atmosphere in some because way.
1: Because Malachi Martin always spoke about uh, catastrophes, severe catastrophes. He spoke about the New World Order being something very, very evil with the the agreement of most of the governments and and hidden governments that this would cause a tremendous suffering for the planet. But he spoke about something which I, I, I can sense very much. He spoke about... The uh, ever-growing domination of the spirit of darkness in the planet, which uh, we could name apostasia, apostasy, apostasy, which is almost the absence of God in society, yeah. in, this, in this humanity, like the feeling of the absence of God, and the feeling of the power of Lucifer, and the darkness and evil ever-growing, ever-growing, to to such an extent that people would... uh, He said, I would not have to go through this because this will be the most painful sensation, much worse than any possible physical catastrophe.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And we can sense this.
0: Yeah, we can. The
1: absence of God, which okay. is the absence of goodness, the absence of truth, the absence of justice, the absence of beauty, of life, All energy.
0: Let's talk more about this when we come back. This is thinking with somebody else's head. We'll have an antidote for this. Don't worry. <laughs> we don't want to. We're talking about the the situation, but we also want to talk about what we can do about this, which yeah. is crucial for us. We're back in just a moment. Don't go away. thinking with somebody else's head. Uh, Richard Lloyd-Jones with Claudia Baron pacheco and Bob Butler is joining us again today. And, uh, Claudia, you know, when you, when you talk about this, you... I was, I was thinking this morning, I was thinking, remembering, when I was living in New York before I came to Brazil and having a sense that uh, what I was doing needed to change. Because I felt in a kind of a deep way, the end of the way, uh, business as usual, as we say in English, you know, there's, we can't continue to do business as usual. And I I was looking for, what am I going to do? Because where I'm going, the way I'm walking, the way the world is going is going nowhere. Mm -hmm. So when I discovered your work and Dr. Kepi's work, I was very encouraged because I thought, okay, well, here's a place where something good is happening, where something, the uh, sort of a, an, an antidote to all of this uh, walking down the blind alley, you know, which is what I felt my life was. And uh, so when you're talking now about the third secret of Fatima, Malachi Martin and the popes and these visions, I remember that. And maybe many of us feel that and don't know how to put it into words, you know, that we're at the end of something, we're, we're walking down a blind alley and we can't keep going that way, it's, there's no way out.
1: Yes, so many what? people write books about what is going to happen, the disgraces and the catastrophes, that, uh, will be the end, will not be the end, and the end of the world. My intention in my work, and in this book I wrote about the, his, uh, the secret history of Brazil and the millennium,
0: millennium, Right? The third millennium, the, the third fifth, millennium. fifth empire, the third things.
1: millennium. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking for disgraces because we have them already, and we have many books speaking about the, these possibilities. But I, I wrote about what will come next, what probably will come next, because of the some of the prophecies of Jesus Christ himself, of many um, prophets and many. In spiritual people from the West and from the East, Eastern and Western uh, wise people and religious people, what they forecasted too. So everybody's forecasting a time when there will be peace in the, in the, in the Earth, there will be God ruling the Earth and the planet and all of them are waiting for this so that's why when i heard uh, this pope speaking about this and right after i read an article about the decision of the rio de janeiro governor when he he knew about the the decision of the pope he said something that i found so so clever so smart and this could only come from a brazilian politic politician <laughs> Uh, uh, he was, I I suppose, in a situation where he would be put under uh, questioning. Uh, Are you going to spend so much money to receive only Catholic young people in Brazil when so many Brazilian young children and and young people are starving to death? So what about other peoples and other religions? How would how would they react? I wonder if that he was he was thinking about this, that he it was not wise for him to do this commitment with the Pope. <laughs> But then he look said, "Look at the
0: dilemma, political dilemma." A political
1: <laughs> dilemma. Oh yeah, so, yeah, my gosh! <laughs> uh, so he—he, he, do you know what he said?
0: No, I don't want to hear what he said. He said it's
1: like a diplomatic wonderful, nightmare. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful idea to bring all the Catholic pe- uh, young people, but also to bring. All young people from all religions from the world to be together under Jesus, the Re- the Redeemer, in Monte.
0: Um, in- Uh, On the mountain, everybody knows the statue of uh, Christ there, yes.
1: In Corcovado Mountain.
0: Yeah, in Corcovado Mountain. So
1: he said, wonderful idea. So Jesus Christ, with his open arms, will receive all the young people. From not only Christians, but all the others too. We will have them all together, united, uh, like in in a union of hope. And and happiness and joy, uh, being protected by the arms and the spirit of Jesus Christ, the Re- the Redeemer. Jesus Christ, Gocobai. the Redeemer, yeah.
0: which is the giant statue that uh, yes. guards over Rio de yes. Janeiro. Yes. Yeah, so
1: you see how how beautiful <laughs> how beautifully he handled <laughs> the thing, and so this is uh, a personality of Brazilian people. Yeah. We could never be religious no. fanatics or. Uh, Racists or um, any sort of kind of rejection of yeah. groups and and, 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 and,
0: and not xenophobic, religions not' the least xenophobic country I know,
1: yes, so <laughs> we have here people from all over the countries all over all religions and not just all here but,
0: but welcomed here not welcomed, just here yeah like, welcome like part of the community so
1: imagine now so yeah. so imagine now Richard. Jesus Christ spoke about some kingdom that would come after these atrocities being performed. The Holy Mother spoke about this and said, My heart will prevail. My, the Immaculate Heart will prevail. And not only this, but as I, I said, many other Eastern and Western spiritual people
0: Will come together in a way, right? Come together
1: in the same objective, in the same goal. So I, I'm more dedicated to see what can we do of good. Meanwhile, when we are witnessing disgraces and catastrophes, and and wondering what will happen, what will be out of this. All, all this crisis, economic crisis and new world order that is behind this, all this financial crisis and things getting worse and worse here, worse there. But we know in the end what is going to come. And what is going to come cannot be any in any way similar to what we have now. Otherwise, the disgrace would perpetuate yeah, it can't be again based and at again all. and again. So we need a new society based on other ethical values, as you mentioned in the beginning of yeah, the program. Yeah. And the young people from today... We'll be building this new kingdom in the future. That's why I address many times my speeches for those who are the young people, who still have ideals, and who can build a kingdom of justice.
0: Beautiful. Bob and I were uh, considering in our class, business English class last night, (laughs) about ethics. Mm -hmm. And we, we had a text of you and Dr. Kepi from your radio show called Why Doing Good is necessary for our mental and physical health. We were considering this as the, as the sort of, you know, because it's when you start talking about ethics, you talk about individual situations which are very difficult to analyze. What would you do in this situation? You have ten candidates for a job, one's a woman, nine are a man. And, the, you know, these kinds of ethical questions are what usually get asked in ethics classes. But we were trying to, Bob and I were trying to, to draw a bigger picture and say, but wait a minute, there's a kind of a universal spirit that we have to think about if we're talking about ethics. We have to start aligning ourselves with a more universal sense of goodness. A more and
1: children and young people have a lot to contribute. Yes. Because they are not interested in institutions. Yeah. They are not interested in, in those false laws as the adults want, or mask social masks. They are more interested in, in being happy, in, in loving, in sharing happiness and doing the good for their fellow men. Now we see many being taught to be violent, taught to be aggressive, taught to be unethical, but they still preserve a sense of fairness, of the desire, to live a, a fair, a fair life for everybody. So, so we still see this.
0: Yes, and Doctor Kepi says in his text, he says that um, really to to have a. A healthy life. We need an enthusiasm for goodness. I love yeah. this phrase. And
1: only young people have this enthusiasm. <laughs> enthusiasm yeah. Kepi in his book um, "Liberation of the People: Pathology of Power." He used to say, "Don't trust people above th- the 30 Thirty. 30, 30. Well, as as the, the musicians used to.
0: and yeah, the sixties we said to sing this. Yeah. in the sixties. Of course, now we're all over thirty, so we can. <laughs> we
1: are all, <laughs> but we can have. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, we could understand the spirit of what what they were talking yeah. about there, you know. And uh, then Doctor Kepi said something incredible here that we should use our will contrary to how we have been using it that is we should use our will to dedicate ourselves to the well-being of humanity and this really strikes me when you're talking about ethics this just draws a whole bigger much bigger circle you know like contributing in some way to are, are a better society. This is what you want from young people. Well, from we old people, too. <laughs> they
1: want, but they don't have any means yes, to do this. Yes. When they enter the, the life of an adult society, so they have to perform jobs and obligations and fulfill requirements of the law, and, and these requirements uh, make them be hypocritical, be unfair, egotistic... Uh, sometimes violent, teach them they must kill their fellow-men to protect their country, under this pretext of protecting their country. But in, in reality they are protecting uh, the money, the savings or the money, and the richness of a few hands of people, rich people in the planet. So they are giving their lives to protect these millionaires, and so they feel, they sense, there is something really wrong. But they need to survive. And they have their, their teachers, their parents, the priests, the rabbis, the pastors, all the authorities, telling them how they have to perform. Otherwise they go to jail, they have no chances, they will have no money, they, they cannot have a family, they have no place in society. So there is not some, not not much chances for them.
0: Very difficult, isn't it? Very difficult. Very difficult. So 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 what do they do? You know, I mean, you, you, how?
1: You, you, do you remember when you when you went to the co- to college? Uh, during college, you still have some life left in your inside of you, but as soon as you graduate and you take your diploma and you say goodbye to your to your friends you say not not only you say goodbye to your friends but you say goodbye to many important things like freedom hope yeah. sincerity yeah
0: yeah you enter <laughs> hope as you, i said yeah you hope yeah, yeah. you you uh, you enter the world then and oh it's no looking back this is why maybe people feel so nostalgic about yeah. the past hey yeah they missed right. that that's right so we are we are here in but this was not supposed to no, be like this no of course yes of course
1: and this is absolutely not supposed to be like this this is the, the 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 kingdom of evil this is this is the the upside down order of the world where every every law every social structure is, is built to hide to crush the true human nature which is not this
0: The way out of this then, Claudia, reading books, listening to our radio programs, and really starting to take some action, right? Doing. Yeah, action.
1: And you have to have courage to say, like to break up with a society, with a traditional society, and live a true society. Now, this morning I was uh, attending a client um, in Sweden, and she gives lectures of trilogy in Sweden, but she was so discouraged because she said, okay, now I'm in Sweden, I'm Swedish, I have a good audience, I make my money here, I make a good money giving my lectures, but I miss so much Brazil and the trilogical structure. She has her children here, her grandchildren here now, and, and she was saying, my God, every time I come back to Sweden, I see more and more materialism, more and more
0: uh um selfishness
1: yes and uh, um atheism
0: ah atheism
1: atheism they are forming clubs and societies yeah. to protect it to enhance uh the power of atheism mm. and she feels such a, a um poor kind of environment. Everybody just thinking about sensorial and physical things, because an atheistic must do what?
0: I'm, yeah, exactly. They have no other way. (laughs) I'm going to Canada in a couple of days, so I'll be able to report from there about my experience, too, about what happens there. I want
1: to invite something in the third part of the
0: Okay, we're coming back in just a moment for this invitation from Claudia on thinking with somebody else's head, don't go away. You are listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're streaming on our website uh, on iTunes. Our website is at healingthroughconsciousness.com, by the way. Please go there and uh, uh, investigate, send it on to other people. We really need to get the word out, and we have a good message to give. So, Dr. Kepi said, maybe, Dr. Kepi, maybe Jesus said too, anybody, if we have too much fascination with our world the way it is today, look out. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to, you know, if we're too addicted to what we see in the world today, we're not part of this new idea that you're talking about. What is your invitation? What do you want to invite us to? I was
1: talking to this client, and she was saying, how come, how will it be, not only in material terms in society, but how will it be, the future, for this country? I'm Swedish, I, I would love to see my country not dying like this. The Swedish soul is dying. Not only in in theological terms, but in in terms of arts, in terms of excitement about life and doing good and, and developing the country. So now it's only money, money, money and material things and traveling. And it's a kind of travel that is so poor just material and eating and seeing and and eating up the world and not bringing anything to the world. So people are getting fatter and fatter every day because they not only eat the world, but they eat also a lot of food. And they don't do anything pleasurable for themselves. Really, really, really. So that would calm them down because they are very anxious. They take a lot of antidepressants. So this is just a mask that they are okay. Hmm. If they need so much drugs, alcohol, uh, and antidepressive, anti-depre- it, it's a sign that things are not okay, as they, they would like to say they are. Okay, so I told her. If you find amongst your, your attendees in your lectures someone who is, who is wanting to know something different, how the life could be in a different way. Because she said, trilogy could only uh, um, be in Brazil because the what you do, what you perform, the schools, the enterprises, the residences, the TV shows, the lectures, everything you do in Brazil uh, could not be done in other countries because they are so fanatic, so rigid, that they would not understand so I told her, if there is something, or someone left with life still in your country, and if they want to learn something different from what they have in Sweden, and later to to bring back to their country, they could come down
0: Ooh. to apply first, of course. Can we, can, we, can we invite some Canadians too? Yes, you can invite them. <laughs> and Bob, them. some Americans? Because Brazil, it's, it's really
1: different from other countries. Yeah. So some people can come here and study and stay for three months, six months, and later if they want to stay, they can apply for a, a resident visa or for a, a permission to stay. It's not that difficult. So, and, uh, so Brazil is a, an open country. So if people who are studying would like to participate and to, ha- to learn more, they could apply uh, to see if uh, they can come down and participate uh, in practice in this work and learn what is this science about. Because this science can bring a lot of hope and new things for their own peoples in the future, in the present and in the future. Because in the future, something radically different must happen. And we have here something that is radically different. It's It's not against the law. It's nothing against the law. But it's radically different, and and it's practical, and it works.
0: And you're thinking of, of people <laughs> coming here and participating in our work and studying and mm-hmm. getting involved in our social projects, involved yes, with the the Yeah, they residences. should apply, of
1: course. Yes. We should do a, like a yeah. selection and see who's coming for good purposes or not or just to take advantage because there, there could be people that want just to do tourism. Yeah. And this would this would not be the case. No. We have a, a, a courses. We have regular courses here, but there is a big chance for people to come into a, and not needing like thousands of dollars to come down to Brazil, as people have need to go when they go to other countries.
0: What are you thinking, Bob? You're down here. This is kind of exciting, isn't it?
2: I believe the initial reason why I came was kind of exactly what Dr. Claudia spoke about in reading Dr. Kepi's work, especially Decay of the American People, which, when I first read, I I was rather upset because I took it the wrong way. I felt that my country was being attacked, that I, as an individual American, was being attacked. So I decided to read it again, and I've said it before. When I read it, I found that it was a love story, It was really a true appreciation of the founding fathers of our country, the ideals that they based the documents of our freedom upon, and uh, unfortunately that over time, powerful people, politicians, who for no other reason, I think were literally bought by the powerful people, began to change the true essence of those documents. And the country began to deteriorate. People began to invest their money in the stock market with the idea of achieving the American dream, becoming an overnight millionaire. And uh, many of those dreams, for a lot of people, unless you're extremely wealthy and powerful, those dreams are gone. Cities in our country, whether people want to admit it or not, and I'll say it again, and I've said it before. Just go look up what's happened in Detroit, Michigan. Once the fourth largest city, now it's crumbling. Drugs, depression, unemployment. I read one yesterday that said it's close to 30%. Um, So if America's really doing so well, if it really is doing so well, I ask my fellow Americans, then why is a city like Detroit, Michigan crumbling? Why are there states like the state of Illinois? that literally are bankrupt, Where people's pensions for the future, maybe because of greed in the early years, you know, to get things done, people won't have pensions. So something will have to
1: be done. And you know, Bob, trilogical enterprises and trilogical mm-hmm. residences were meant to be able to handle this poverty that is to come.
2: And people Economic can li- poverty. Yeah. And people literally can start... These trilogical residences and enterprises within their own families, yes, and yes. can expand from there. Yes, so the time really has come um, for people to really, you know, look within themselves, the abilities that they have, instead of being controlled, and pushed, and manipulated. You know,
1: and also depending on things that will never come to them or no, will come no more, like they cannot rely upon yeah. um, you know, social assistance.
2: Yeah, we we can't rely on social so, security. No. We can't yeah. rely on Medicare and Medicaid. The yeah. politicians will say, "Yes, you can." They're only telling us that because they want your vote. That's right. So this is a new education
0: here, Claudia. This yeah. is a new education for a new for this new millennium. You're talking for the about.
1: new millennium. So we want to educate leaders for the new millennium. Scientifically educate them, because it's uh, it. This is a science, and it's a social science, economic science, uh, psychosomatic, psychological. So it's everything people will need when the the hard times hit. Even harder and harder times will hit the planet. Even um, technology. We are developing a new technology here in Stop the the Destruction of the World Association. Our engineers are working with engineers from Europe. And also get together in order to develop a new technology.
0: When I think of the applications of trilogy in practical areas, I see that it it it, it, uh, it reaches everything. I mean, we have new type of journalism, we have new education, new technology... Almost new, with new no health,
1: investment. Almost with no when investment. When people come together and they put their pure action in action, <laughs> their pure act, like they, they activate it, and so they can produce... Good things for themselves in society with no major investments, very, very small investments.
0: If people listening are really interested in this, Claudia, they want to come here, what do they do?
1: Well, they have to write. Maybe they could write to you, yep.
0: Jones Healing at gmail.com. And then
1: we will send them a. Of form, some sort of form, yeah. With some application questions. Process. Application process. Well, an application
0: process, okay. And see
1: what they can do.
0: Marvelous, marvelous. This is new. at gmail.com. You can write me, and we'll put you into the process for coming down here to uh, to study.
1: To study and, and become and a to, leader. How do you how do you how do you call, Estagio? Uh,
0: this is like a training program, yeah. trainee program, a yeah, practicum. Yeah. Practical, actually, yes. Actually, where you're working we inside. You have the
1: theoretical part and the practical. Yeah.
0: Exciting stuff, Claudia. You are listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. That's our program for this week. And we'll talk to you next time on the Conscious Planet Radio Network. Richard Lloyd-Jones, talk to you then. Bye-bye.